Welcome to the Market Pulse podcast from Equifax, where we break down the latest economic and credit insights to help you navigate today's business landscape. On today's episode of the Market Pulse podcast, we focus on consumer credit insights and trends. I'm your host, Teresa Fries, and my guest today is Tom Aliff, Risk Consulting Leader at Equifax. Many of you may recognize Tom as a frequent co-host on our Market Pulse webinar series. Tom, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Teresa. Looking forward to the conversation. Tom, we typically cover consumer credit trends in our monthly webinars, but this month's webinar focused on commercial and small business insights. So we wanted to share the latest and greatest consumer credit insights on today's podcast. So Tom, what's the latest? Are you seeing any major surprises in the consumer insights that you're looking at? So not not necessarily any major surprises yet. I think uh, if we if we look back about you know compared to a year ago what we forecasted uh, you know things to be, we probably would have uh, you know definitely thought of a few uh, surprises and and you know of course we're seeing you know things uh, you know you know continue to to trend over time where uh, balances are are down you know uh, you know across the board except for in, in mortgage really in particular where uh, we we've seen that uh, the, the the rise in mortgage balances you know surpass over ten trillion dollars uh, recently. You know, if we're looking back last year with all the the tightening that had occurred uh, in in the market, uh, and 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 in, in particular, uh, you know, we saw you know you know consumer spend going down. A lot of you know we've been talking about you know the various levels of you know tightening of the belt. Um, you know, we I, I would not personally have uh, forecasted uh, you know the you know I guess first mortgage to be uh, so high. However, with the you know with the interest rates being so low, uh, you know uh, consumers have been accessing you know refinances and and. And, you know, one of the things that we we did notice as well is that, you know, continual trend is uh, balances are down across the board, utilization down across the board, and uh, delinquencies down across the board uh, enables consumer scores to be higher. And even though some lenders have been tightening, uh, there's more pent up demand uh, for uh, for those opportunities. And back, you know, just some, uh, from a forecasting you know, thought on that is that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, pent up demand. There's We've all been part of, uh, the, I guess, you know, Zoom calls, staying at home, and and uh, one of the uh, things that I've heard, uh, you know, many people say is, "I can't wait for my next vacation," or "I'm going. I, I have two or three ready uh, to go." And so, so we we fully expect uh, that there's going to be, uh, you know, some return to normal uh, normal spend levels, you know, specifically as we look across, uh, you know, you know, bank card, private label, uh, and uh, you know, either home equity, you know, you know, lines, or or even you know, personal loans. I agree about pent-up demand, and and I happen to be one of those. I am so ready for a vacation. I missed spring break last year, and I'm ready to take it this year. Same, same. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about delinquencies a little bit. What are you seeing in our trends with delinquency rates? So what we what, what we've seen uh, you know across the board is uh, you know delinquencies you know are down uh, you know you know quite a bit and I think you know even even when we look at uh, uh, I guess year over year uh, rates you know you know for example uh, you know bank card sixty plus delinquency rate from a dollar perspective is is down about twenty four percent you know compared to February of twenty twenty and and utilization is eighteen percent down uh, so you know the you know that that's that's just uh, you know such a remarkable uh, you know you know shift in uh, delinquency as we as we look you know the year over year comparison you know because we, we all thought with with unemployment uh, being on the rise 
that uh, that we would end up in a in a much more uh, you know tricky situation. And and I remember you know one of the you know, forecasts we did early on. This was probably in the you know, I guess the April May timeframe. We were looking at uh, what did we believe uh, you know delinquencies would be forecasted in in you know at this time from last year. And our forecast uh, you know given given that we weren't sure at the time were we going to have you know accommodations you know being put in place. Uh, how were consumers going to be able to to address this? Were was unemployment going to continue on the rise? And 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 that prediction was about twenty three uh, percent. And um, I, I've been um, in you know a number of forums with uh, you know various you know lenders and various roundtables, and and uh, a lot of the you know the consensus is that that. Is uh, that number is 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 more likely too high? But uh, you know, from the standpoint that you know, about sixty six percent or so, two thirds of uh, you know people that we talk to say it's probably about right. So there's still a little uncertainty in terms of uh, where things are going to go uh, once uh, once stimulus may uh, may end up running out. You know, because we're we're gonna get, we're gonna come to the tail end of uh, of this at some point, and I believe it's it's really you know to me it's going to be a race uh, you know between like you know what's the sustainability of uh, of lending versus the um, distribution and uh, and opening up of, of more and more things with uh, with vaccines occurring. And Tom, you talk about how delinquency is a lot lower than what we may have anticipated last year with COVID and the changes that were occurring with it, with unemployment rates skyrocketing. And what we've also discussed over the past year is those stimulus packages and how the one-time payments and the additional support with unemployment insurance have really helped consumers. And that could be one of the leading indicators as to why people aren't running up credit cards and the utilization rate is low. They could even be using that to pay down their debt. Is that still what we're thinking or what we're seeing in the data? It is, yeah, and and I would say with uh, the latest uh, stimulus coming, that we'll we're going to continue to see uh, you know that 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 occurring, and um, you know unless things start opening up more, and then the stimulus will be leveraged for uh, those long-awaited vacations that we've been uh, that we that we've been talking about. So I, I believe that uh, we are going to continue to see some uh, some decline in, in balances as well as utilization. But you know once once you know spring starts kicking up, we my my expectation is that there is going to be uh, you know m- uh, more spend and 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 really, you know, uh, you know, uh, people wanting to do more things versus, uh, you know, building out their home gyms or, uh, you know, shopping online. Tom, I agree. We really are social animals. So I think that people are ready to get back out and with spring in the air, and especially here in Georgia, it's been teasing us a little bit lately. And it's really nice outside. People want to get out. I think restaurants, as we've discussed in the past, restaurants will be able to open back up. Um, get back out in their outdoor areas. So that should definitely open up some more business for the small business restaurants as well. Now, Tom, let's go back. You mentioned accommodations a moment ago as well. I believe I saw that with forbearance and the eviction moratorium, that those have been extended for a few more months. Is that correct? It is, yeah, and 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 so the you know the eviction moratorium has has been extended, and uh, it, additionally there's there was the extension for the administrative forbearance uh, you know placed on on student loans, and so so we believe that uh, with with those uh, you know things that have been put in, put in place there's uh, there, there will be you know you know less concern from uh, consumers in terms of you know what will will I be able to uh, you know stay in my home or not, and and that creates a, a, a different perspective as it relates to uh, payment hierarchy. We've been uh, we've been doing you know 
trying to understand, you know, how are things changing um, from a hierarchy perspective, meaning which, which knowing that you have all these bills coming uh, and, and, you know, some, some may have a, had a disruption or some may not, uh, or some may even have more, uh, you know, available uh, cash. And I was like, well, what's going to get paid first uh, in, in those, uh, in those cases. And, you know, and we've been talking, you know, a number of times that in the prior recession, we saw, you know, the strategic defaults of mortgages were, uh, were way up. And, and, you know, given, given the market now, uh, we're, we're almost seeing the opposite of that is that, uh, you know, uh, delinquencies are, uh, you know, um, you know, you know, pretty far down on the, on the mortgage side as well, you know, you know compared, uh, you know, to, to year over year. Right. And as we've discussed in the past, it's a much different recessionary period than the great recession of 08 was, right? So let's talk about geographic trends. We've discussed in the past with our vitality index that we are able to look at trends geographically. What are some of those trends that you're seeing today across the U.S., Tom? And this is why it's uh, you know really really important to uh, to dig in deeper, uh, both from a um, I guess the I guess the consumer side as well as the small business. And and what we'll we'll have seen uh, you know this week in the in the small business webinar our our latest uh, indices uh, for uh, I guess lending um, as well as uh, as well as delinquency trends. And uh, it's it's really you know good to to look at that because like like as the example you described is that there's going to be certain locations that can open up sooner uh, outside. So. So, like you know, uh, restaurants will be able to be a little more open as we as we move into spring. Uh, and, and then, in addition to that, it, we we we've overlaid you know the, the the COVID rates by by geography, and 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 we're seeing that there there is some uh, you know some you know correlation between you know I guess you know data points that have been either um, you, know, you know on the rise or are decreasing, but then also uh, what what are the type of industries that uh, that operate within a given uh, within a given location? And as far as on the consumer side. Are you able to get into those trends for the impact to consumers in particular, the credit or delinquency levels? We can, yeah, and and it's it goes down to the you know to to the metropolitan area, um, and and there's uh, there's been a lot of interest you know in, in particular with uh, you know I you know I've been you know for example talking to uh, we we have a local um, you know, a newspaper you know after here in in the Atlanta area and and they had an interest in like what does the uh, what are the trends look like uh, for uh, for Georgia and how does that compare to uh, you know to the nation what are we you know potentially going to uh, to expect you know with with that and and I would say you know. A, you know, across the board, you know, delinquencies, like I would say many of those trends are holding true uh, as you look across various, uh, you know, geographic levels, because, you know, the, the stimulus was was impacting a, a huge portion of the population and, and a huge portion of the population was not necessarily traveling. The place where uh, where that data can mask is where uh, there has been a disruption. Uh, and uh, and in particular, the, the consumer, you know, has not necessarily been able to find uh, either additional employment or to make up for in any form of uh, you know loss of income that that may have uh, occurred, and so so it is you know really important to you know to to dig into uh, understanding uh, where those disruptions could have occurred, and and is that consumer really leveraging you know the things that uh, that you know could be uh, made available to them? And any additional insights that you want to share with our listeners today on consumer credit trends or insights into lending and delinquency? Yeah, I think I think of the you know you know a couple of things that we kind of touched on is we we tend to look at either portfolio trends or even origination based trends in isolation. Like we we tend to uh, uh, and and myself included when I say we, uh, it's it's easy to look and see that uh, you know you know mortgage you know first mortgage originations are you know. 
somewhere in the range of 50 to 60% higher than 2019 levels. And, and when we think about, uh, you know, the, 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 those run rates, uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, you know, score increases, uh, you know, you know, across the board as well. We, you know, we've seen the, the average like credit line on first mortgage, you know, being up, um, you know, to, uh, you know, I guess when, when we look at the, um, you know, the, you know, the credit lines, it's, it's over 320,000, uh, versus 227 from, uh, from previously. And, uh, and, and what's, 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 interesting about that is it's easy to think that, uh, you know, is, is home equity line of credit, uh, you know, are, are, is it, is it down because it, it is. And, and, uh, what's interesting is that given the fact that first mortgage is way up, there's going to be less, uh, need or, in, uh, uh, immediate demand for home equity line of credits. But I do expect uh, that, you know, as, as we you know, mentioned before, uh, that those are going to become uh, more available. And so the wave that we saw with, uh, with first mortgage, it's really important to understand like what are the next trends that are going to uh, to come, and and I think with with the the demand that's existed, the amount of equity in a home, uh, and then also you know you know consumer balances being uh, um, you know being lower. I've not seen uh, you know too much broad based credit line uh, you know decreases. Uh, we are going to see uh, an, an uptick both in in spend as well as um, uh, you know origination type trends and, and general interest uh, that that might exist because the I would say the overall health on average uh, across the population has uh, improved from a credit perspective you know but but that that there are still going to be uh, those those pockets where uh, where the the overall health has actually declined and as we start to think about regaining some sense of normalcy and as lenders really get back to trying to grow their portfolios you and I have discussed how they can use this data and in the insights we're sharing to really pinpoint and better segment and target the populations that are ripe for growth, that are still doing well and looking for loans potentially, or on the reverse side, how to help those customers who are struggling. So for our lender audience today, what are some of the things that they can look at um, that will help them uh, while they're making those decisions, whether it's to help consumers that might be challenged right now, or to help those consumers who may be looking to do an addition or to go on that vacation that may need a little bit more help and, uh, you know, in the end to help the lenders grow their portfolios. I, I know many uh, many lenders have in place existing models, uh, you know, you know, to you know to do either underwriting or or even portfolio management um, in in many cases. And 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 what we've we've uh, seen and gotten a lot of questions on is is this model still good? Is it is it still operating? And I would say that uh, you know for most of the models that I've looked at, as well as been in discussions, that that, that models are still proving very very uh, useful, uh, and and in particular that they're still predictive. That was Tom Aliff risk consulting leader at Equifax. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Market Pulse and that the insights shared will help you keep a better pulse on the market and in turn, make more confident business decisions. To access the latest consumer credit and small business insights, or to learn more about our peak attributes or the bankruptcy navigator index that Tom alluded to earlier, contact your Equifax account representative or visit us online at equifax.com forward slash business. You can also check out the show notes for more details or a direct link to those solutions. If you enjoyed the insights we shared today, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast series and please post a review. Let us know how we're doing. To suggest topics for a future podcast or for the Market Pulse webinar series, you can also email us directly at marketpulsepodcast at equifax.com. 
Speaking of webinars, you can access a replay of any of our Market Pulse webinars, as well as get a copy of the slides and our latest weekly credit trends reports at equifax.com forward slash Market Pulse, or by contacting your Equifax account executive. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to tune in next month for our next Market Pulse podcast. Thank you again for listening. The information and opinions provided in this podcast are intended as general guidance only and are subject to change without notice. The views presented during the podcast are those of the presenter as of the date this podcast was recorded and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the contact us box on the investor relations section at Equifax.com.